Hey, you know what we just did? We hit record, and now we're going to start talking. I have two incredible guests today. One primary guest is Eric Bishop, because it's his pub week. And I also have Jack Stewart. Now, if you haven't heard Jack Stewart, you've probably seen him in a movie called Top Gun. Now, that's a little bit before his time, but he is a graduate of Top Gun. But we're here to talk to Eric Bishop about his new book called The Body Man. Eric, Jack, welcome to the show. Thanks, Thank you, Jason. Appreciate it being on. Now, I'm glad to have you both on. You know, we've been following each other on social media. We've been pinging each other back and forth. And we finally now have the three of us in the same virtual room. So let's talk. Let's talk about both of you guys are writers. And writing is not an easy gig, man. Absolutely not easy gig. Because not only do you have to write a very good book, then you have to find an agent to represent you. And then you got to get people to buy the book. And a lot of times when his promotion stuff comes out, it always comes down to the author. So, Eric, what's your concept of the operation when it comes to this book, man? Where'd the body man come from? Yeah, so I was going to say that the answer to that first one is I think the writing's the easiest part of the gig, honestly, um, especially if you enjoy doing it. Um, and I don't say it lightly because I know some people struggle with writing a book and for them it's like torture. I never have sat down and wrote anything and been like, man, that was just, I, I couldn't stand doing that. I've always enjoyed it. I'm not saying it's all quality work, but for me, the writing really has been the easy part. Um, so and let Jack speak for himself on that one. You know, he's, you know, he, he's it over. I, I might've called him an overachiever once or twice since I've met him, and known him but um, he, he's pretty good at what he does, you know, considering what he's done with his career. Um. But yeah, so for me, the writing is the is the easy part, which maybe it's not an answer people want to hear, but uh, it's the everything else that's not. This is a fun part. The uh, the engaging with people, the social media side can be fun. Uh, the interactions at least can be. It's a lot of work, though. And honestly, it keeps you away from the writing. That's, uh, you know, I was involved in a podcast a couple of years ago and stopped being involved primarily because it was keep me away from writing uh, that and family stuff. It was just a lot of time commitment. Um, so kudos to anyone that can keep writing, keep a full-time job, host podcasts at night. Um, Jason, I know you're a, a man of multiple talents and I don't know when you sleep or if you even come out of your coffin every now and then, but you know, you, it's crazy. I, I tell you, you know, that's the thing is about having these concepts and having writing being a primary concept. It all comes down to, to me, is just focusing on that. Okay, so like when I start my book, I start it. And I'm in the nonfiction realm, so it's a lot, I shouldn't say easier for me, but sometimes it's difficult um, because I'm bringing, everything has to be fact-checked. I hate that word, fact-checked. Mm -hmm. But I, I, my next book has got to be a fiction book. And Jack, Jack, you know this well. You are, everybody, if you haven't Googled Jack Stewart, Take a look at him, Top Gun pilot, 20 years in the military, 20 plus years in the military. Um, before I get back into Googling Jack Stewart, I want you to go and stop and Google Eric Bishop, the body man, and check out the images that pop up. What is up, my friend? It's all like these like dudes, like the body man. But yeah, Jack, you're also into this realm of trying to get your book from concept to the operation yep. to writing it. You got it down, edit it, 
you're ready to go, but now you're at that pit stop where you're like, ah, if I really want to go mainstream, wide stream, I need to get an agent and I need to do queries and queries and queries. What has it been like for you being, it has to be frustrating, especially coming from like, you know, the tip of the spear of the military to now you're just like everybody else. I hate to say it, but it's, it's a shit world. Yeah. Yeah. Comes to writing, you know? I was getting distracted Googling Eric Bishop, the body man. Um, <laughs> yeah, know that uh, Eric knows it way, way better than I do because he's been at this game a whole lot longer. He finished his first book well before I did. So, um, you know, it, it it took me a long time to finish that first one. But then once I did, it was like, I, I can't stop. Like, it was like an addiction. I had to keep going. And so, I, uh, let's see, what am I on now? book five, book six. I think I just finished book five. Um, and, and that's been in about 18 months. So for me, the uh, other stuff, the querying and, and the, you know, all that has been the hardest part, you know, and, and, and I know talking to Eric, you know, he was at it for a long time before he finally, you know, hooked up with force Poseidon and signed his three book deal. And, um, and I'm just super excited for this book to come out and to see where Eric takes it because it's a heck of a read. I, he he gave a he gave me a advanced copy a little while ago when we first started talking, and man, it, it was a heck of a read. It was something to enjoy on overnights, you know. Yeah, Pretty you know, cool. um, put put so Jack does fly planes like still commercial. So Jack, put the book down. Concentrate yeah. on the flight, okay, buddy? Yeah. Come on. You yeah. Know. Yes. You know, it's on overnights. It's not during the flight. Oh, okay. okay. I'm just making sure. I'm making sure. Jason, hey, there's know. a little button you push on the plane and you just press it in and it flies itself. No, it's actually up here, but <laughs> yeah, I want my pilot focused. Okay. Now, you know, one concept I've always heard was that if you want to get published and you enjoy, if you love, you have to really love writing mm-hmm. and you have to love the writing more than you love the fans. It's not, it's not about getting the publicity and getting this big name of yourself. Yeah. You want your fans to enjoy your character in order for them to enjoy your character. It has to be real. It's got to feel good to them. It's got to be something they can get vested in, especially when you're looking at a three book deal. Now I've always heard that old adage. You have to write a million words before you're going to get a query or published. So, I mean, how many words do you guys think you're up to? Hundreds of thousands, probably millions. Throughout a lifetime, each book I write is at least around my third book. So my first three books were unpublished. I'd like to dust them off one day, maybe once I can get through the next couple and kind of see if I can do something with them because I think they were good stories. I've learned a lot since then, so I probably would tear them apart. But the core concept of these characters is solid. But I know the third book I finished, my goal was to keep it under hundred thousand. That was that was like first goal, keep it because I had gone like one twenty five with the first one. I think 110, 112 with the second. So third one was keep it under 100 and not exaggerating. I finished the last words, typed the words, the end. And I looked at the bottom left of the corner uh, screen and it said 99999. And I said, yes. And I've never, <laughs> never read that book since because I was trying to pitch the first book in that series when I was writing that one. And just what I just learned through the process, through going to conferences, talking to authors, um, I decided when I came time to write the fourth book, I changed gears. I, I did a le- less military and more political stuff. Um, and I have no military background, but that's kind of what I gravit- gravitated to, at least for a heavy plot for the first three books or characters. 
Um, so for the fourth book, it was just do a political thriller. And that one I knew was special. So that's why I never went back and even read that third one. I, I, it's, uh, I know it's a good story. It was fun writing. I wrote it in 57 days. <laughs> so 99,999 in 57 days. Wow. Um, people might disagree with me that it's good because uh, we'll see. But one day I'll get back to that one. Um, but, but yeah, so I don't know how many words total for my lifespan. I'm probably not at a million. Well, probably am at a million if I looked at stuff. Cause I started just real quick. Cause I started writing actually in college, but I did something odd. I wrote poetry in college, which you do not want to see my poetry now. Um, <laughs> thought it was really good back then and really wasn't very good. We all thought um, it was good back then. Exactly. But you know what? It, it got me started. And so then for me in my journey, what happened um, real quick would be I started writing and then I really was a heavy reader. Like almost every writer you're going to talk to, if they don't read, they really don't write. Um, and, you know, Mind Rushmore has Clancy and then Flynn got added to that. And there's other authors, you know, up there. I probably have a large Rushmore, more than four heads on it. But uh, um, I just when I when I read when I read Clancy as a teenager, I knew I wanted to tell stories and then when I started getting into Vince Flynn and how he took what Tom did, which was to take these really large stories, really incredible detail, and he took the concepts there and he shrunk them down to, you know, instead of giving you a 900-page book, he gave you a 350-page book. Um, and I thought, that's how I want to do it. So I kind of blended those two even when I started writing. Um, and I started right after college, but then I just didn't finish anything. I've got a book. Um, I was talking to someone previously about this. I've got a folder on my computer called old books. I have books and that's all my current stuff. And there's probably 15 folders for that. Um, but then I have old books, which is stuff I started probably pre like 10 years ago from college all the way to that point. Um, and there's like 15, 20 stories in there. A couple of them are 30, 40,000 words. And I, I get to that point and I would stop. I wouldn't finish. And so when it came to doing that first novel in 2014, my one of my primary goals and my, my really my primary goal was finish the book, finish it. Whether it's the best book you can write or the worst book you're going to write, finish the book and prove yourself you can do it. Um, I was very pleased with the results, even though I didn't get it uh, published. But it was that it really started that momentum of going. Once I finished that first one, I didn't think it was difficult to do it gave me that enjoyment and that desire to write the second one and the third one. And, and I don't have it as many done as Jack. Probably I've got three in like one form or another. So I probably got seven, four completed two pretty close and one. I won't admit how little is there, but the concepts there. So I'll, I'll dive into that one eventually. So, well, let's, let's talk about that. The body, man, this is the one, this is your first one. This is the one that like, your adrenaline is through the roof to get it released for people to read it. Let's yeah. read this. Let, let me read a little something here. And I'm going to try to get my radio voice going here, guys. <laughs> In a town obsessed with secrets, the White House has kept one concealed for decades. Charged with the task of protecting and defending the office of the presidency from threats both outside and in, the keeper of secrets, the body man, has managed to stay in the shadows. Abducted in a brazen attack, the body man's fate now rests in the hands of others, which is a sobering thought for a man always in control. <laughs> FBI Special Agent Eli Payne and probationary agent Cat Stone discover nothing is as bad as it seems as they attempt to track him down and bring the abductors to justice. The clock is ticking, and the chess pieces are in motion. Who will make a deadly wrong move? And how deep do the secrets go? 
come up. How was that, man? It's pretty good. I'm gonna Very get good. Now. Yeah, but man, I want to read it. I want to read it again. I'm gonna now. I have to read it. I'm like, whoa, that's pretty good. You I know, know the answers to those questions too. Actually, uh, of course. <laughs> you know, I I'm obsessed with like DC history and inside DC because I'm well. I live right outside here. You are. You're right there. Yeah, brother. I'm like, uh, and I've worked downtown DC for damn near 11 years, minus some COVID time. Wow. So let's talk about like researching this book and coming up with these concepts and, you know, FBI agents and secret service cool. and all the other stuff that goes around the white house. What kind of research did you do to try to get a factual basis for your fiction book? So I read it. So I'll, I'll just tell you real quick how I came up. Cause I think you had asked it earlier and I didn't get to of how I came up with the idea. Um, so I was doing a cleaning job years ago. You kind of do what you have to do sometimes with the family of four. Um, and I was looking for oh, a new, oh, oh, hold on cleaning as in, Cleaning, not a cleaner, like you know. Jack knows yeah. a little bit about this. You know? Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. The cleaners. You, you okay. told me not to say anything. No, <laughs> this is the mop and bucket cleaning. This is where okay. you realize what where you are in life, and you go, well, "I got to write a story or get out of this. I got to get out of this life somehow." Mm -hmm. um, actually, it was a great learning experience, but it gave me a lot of time to think. So I was, I was had finished the third book, or I was on the third book, I think, and I was wanting a concept for the fourth book, and. Uh, Walked in the place, turned the security system off, and I had this thought run through my It wasn't a voice, anything weird, but it was there's always someone who knows where the bodies are buried. And that's mm -hmm. I was like, what the heck kind of story is this gonna go? Gonna I was thinking mafia. And I was I don't want to write a mafia book. And so the the thing that popped in my head was, well, who knows where the bodies are buried? Well, the body man knows. Mm -hmm. And what that did was that brought me to a real scenario where I had seen a news story under President Obama that he has a man that was working with him that the press dubbed the body man. His name was Reggie Love. Uh, I know a Secret Service agent that knows or knew of it, met Reggie. So I kind of ended up getting a connection eventually there through it. But, um, you know, what was Reggie's job? And I really never looked into the details of what Reggie did. I saw a little bit. I think he probably held the president's Blackberry and maybe maybe held his smokes for him, you know, um, whatever it might be. But he was there to get the president what he needed. So I was thinking through that as I'm doing this cleaning job, mindless job, basically. But it gave me time to think. No kids, no family responsibilities, no nine to five job, just cleaning. Um, and where I went with that was, well, what if there was a role within the Secret Service that their job uh, was referred to as the body man. But what if their job wasn't to protect the president? What if their job was to protect the office? And then another layer was, what if their job was to protect the office from the president even at some point? You know, I could go so many directions with that. And that got me really excited because here I am cleaning an office as I'm thinking through this concept and thinking, you know, who the body man really is, is he's a cleaner because his job is to protect that office at all costs, um, even if it's from the person occupying that office. Um, so, you know, it took like three hours and I came up with a really high level concept and I stuck with it for the book. It, it really held true. It, it was the first book I hadn't written consecutively where I would just sit down and just write every night until I finished a book that, that one I started in thriller fest in 2017, I wrote the first chapter in central park. I was then editing another book at the time to try to pitch it. So I didn't write again, I think until late fall, um, and then I wrote some more, took some time off. I wrote, and then I finished it up the spring of the next year. So I guess that was 18 really rough draft at that point. So now, you know, we're looking years back now that I was doing that, but, um, so I kind of did it disjointed, which I had never done before. Um, but it, it also gave me time to really flush out 
not just where I want to take that first book, but where I want to put the second book. And I've even got the third book high level figured out. Um, so I was grateful that that allowed me some time to do that and then come up with other stories as well. Cause that's the one thing that I've kind of learned. Um, you know, you'd be blessed to have a series that everyone wants each year. That's an amazing thing, but I don't know if I even want to do that. There's so many stories bouncing around in my head and so many, like even the body man started for me, three different book ideas, um, with characters from the body man that I'm like, well, I can spin this character into their own series. I can spin this one. Um, I don't think I can do three books a year, but you know, Hey, you know, that's, you know, I, when I had Jack on, uh, Jack Carr, <laughs> I have to throw a big name drop right there. Yeah. No, but he was the, saying, he's like, you know Jack. what? When <laughs> I first, yeah, I know not Jack Stewart, but you know, the thing is when he was talking, when he was like first writing, he's like, yeah, you know, the anticipation was like, you know, a certain time frame, And now it's like the people expect it. They need it. They want it. And you, once you get into that, your main protagonists, you have to write their stories. Yeah, people may fall in love with Eli Payne and Cat Stone, mm -hmm. and they might be like, "Hey, you know what? I want to see more of them. Right. I don't care about what else you want to write. I want these protagonists to move on." Your next books, this is a three book deal. Are they going to be with these protagonists? Are they the main characters of this book? Um, the Body Man is actually the main character in the second book, and I actually bring someone else in with the with the Body Man. So I've I've taken Eli Cat and spun them into a different book. Um, which I have already started um, as well. I put that one kind of aside, but I did start that one. So, and that could change, you know, that, that honestly, there'll probably be a, uh, we'll see what the demand is for this, see how it sells. That probably will direct um, what projects, you know, get worked on first, honestly. Um, but uh, yeah, I've, I've got a lot of ambitious ideas. It was kind of, that first series I had started, I thought was interesting. And I've told a few people this story. I was at Thriller Fest pitching the first book. Um, it was, um, I came up with an idea for seven books, very high level for some of them, like just a line or two, but I kind of knew the, the evolution of the character where I want to take them and how I wanted to end it. Cause I didn't want to write that one for, you know, the rest of my life. And I was pitching the idea to an agent and I was pitching the first book, but I was also saying, well, I got seven planned. And the agent was like taken back and like, what, what made you think you could write seven books? And then I got taken back and I thought, how could you not write seven books? If you're an author, <laughs> how could you not think about it? Fortunately, he didn't like the idea I was pitching and I didn't like the words coming out of his mouth and we never talked again. And I was totally okay with that. Cause I was like, man, how do you not plan? And not even plan out like full books, but how do you not have the foresight to see where you want to take a character and plan something? Even if you don't deliver um, and that's normally what I would, will tell authors too, is, you know, try to, you know, try to see if you can take it a step or two out, not just focus on this immediate thing. Um, but you know, where, where, where you can take some of these and some people just want to write standalones and that's awesome. No problem with that. But if you want to, in this business, you know, series sell, series sell much better than pitching an idea of, well, I got one book and a character dies at the end. You know, publishing industry says, well, you're going to, you know, our, our revenue stream is going to dry up pretty fast if you kill off the character. You know, maybe he can live. And, you know, look at David Morell and, and Rambo. I was thinking the same but, exact I mean, thing right there. I was to say, case in point, John Rambo at the end yeah. of the movie kills himself. Absolutely. Or no, uh, Troutman kills him. Yeah. End yeah. of the book. So, I, I, so yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, but you know, the one thing, and I, I do want to throw this out too, for all those authors that, you know, are still kind of struggling, you know, climbing the, 
climbing the hill and Jack is not one of them. He's like I said, he Jack's a go-getter. He's going to, he's the big things are going to be in his future. Um, but what I always try to tell people that are just starting off and don't know what they're doing is don't quit. That's how, you know, I, I tell people the reason I'm here, the reason I'm talking to you, Jason, talking to Jack tonight is that I didn't quit. And most people, you know, the average person that tries to write a book will never finish a book. Well, is it because they can't write a book? No, it's because they quit writing the book. It has nothing to do with ability because you can, if you've got the ability to write, you can write a book. Now, can you write a good book? Maybe not. Can you get a book that's going to get sold? Maybe not. But at some point, some people should probably say, you know, who cares? If my goal is to write a book, let me write a book. And you try to write the best book you can. Absolutely. Um, but don't give up on yourself because everything in life is trying to stop you. Everything in life is trying to put up a speed bump and you've got to jump over, jump over the damn speed bump and finish the book. You can fix it after, but you can't fix something that's not finished. Um, this episode brought to you by health to the rescue, providing a clear best choice for your supplement needs and using proceeds to fight human trafficking. They give at least $5 off of every bottle to help fight human trafficking. Also, check out the Protectors Pack. It's buy one, get one half off. It's right there now. Anything from vitamin D to magnesium, check out Health to the Rescue. Episode also brought to you by Faraday Defense. Compromised, hacked, tracked, it happens all over to everyday citizens. You don't have to be spooky or in the intel community either. Last time I went on a trip, my debit card was compromised, even though I didn't use it, but had it on my person. Now, when traveling in airports and commuting, I'll drop my wallet and phone into my Faraday bag. Definitely my thumb drive as well. Faraday Defense makes everything from cell phone bags, to laptop bags, to backpacks, to even tent enclosures. Check out Faraday Defense. Um, and I, just one other thing, too, and I've tried to tell this to other people, too, that, and it's not my words. I'm pretty sure I attribute it to Brad Thor. Um, is the only difference between a published author and an unpublished author is the published author didn't quit. And that's where I always constantly on my tweets and stuff, just say never quit and has nothing to do with saying, well, I didn't quit. Look at me. No, I try to do it as encouragement to people of, Hey, if you want to be in the same seat I'm in and get your debut novel out, there's one thing you can do to start that ball rolling. Finish your book. Finish and, your book. You know, one other thing you all have going too is I see Jack, Jack supports a lot of authors, Jack Stewart. And he's every time someone's doing something, you always see Jack is pinging up and saying something, you know, go do it. You're doing awesome, blah, blah, blah. That is huge in the community. This is a small community. You know, there, you may not be published yet, Jack, but you will be. I guarantee it because you're just certain people, you know, I've talked to how many authors on here and I, I enjoy talking to authors. I enjoy maintaining contact with authors because I want to follow their journey. And it's really, you have some good stuff. I want to read Jack Stewart books. <laughs> I want to read The Body Man when I get that physical copy. And I have to do, I, I did get an arc from Eric, but I didn't get a time to read it. And I'm one of those guys that, uh, my goal with the Protectors is have these interviews like this, but the Protectors book club out there, everybody, if you want to join it, it's free, is we're going to do live discussions and we're going to bring Jack back on, we're going to bring Eric, and we're going to have these opportunities to not just talk about The Body Man, but the writing process and mm -hmm. starting it. And like when you got that first nerve to say like, Jack, you were, you were a, in top, you were like a tip of the spear pilot. W when did you get this 
writing bug was it before during after like you were just like flying a sortie and you're like you know what i'm gonna write a book well i will say that i've been writing my entire life my first i wrote my first novella in junior high i think it was ninth grade uh i had a i had a teacher that was really encouraging and and said okay we're gonna do this novella and most people's novellas were like 10 15 pages and mine was leaning more on the uh novel side um because i have a tendency when i write to to probably put too much i mean in the editing phase it's a slashing job i mean i got to cut out a lot of stuff but uh, but that's when i got the bug i've always been a reader you know i've always read in the genre tom clancy was like my hero growing up but i, I read science fiction fantasy mysteries i mean i read everything and um and then obviously in the military, that just became like reading was a pastime. And then also that segued into writing, which was an outlet for me. You know, I'd write about all my missions that I flew over Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, and all those are, you know, they're, they're in a file somewhere and I probably won't look at them again, but maybe my kids will one day. Um, but uh, but when I finally decided to get serious and to finish a book was on my last deployment. I mean, uh, I was with some pretty high speed guys and, um, and I saw some acts of heroism that I thought, wow, this is like incredible, you know, and, and it was worthy of a book. And now I didn't write about what I saw, but the, the, my main characters embody what I saw. And, and, uh, so then I, I basically just focused on finishing that one, that first one. And I thought it was the greatest thing I'd ever written. And it's funny when you, you you listen to other authors talk about it, how that first book just ended up in a drawer. Well, I tried selling it. I, I was like going out to everybody and say, hey, you got to read this. You got to, this is the best thing ever. And now when I go back and look at it, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's all right, you know? Um, so I, writing is like anything else, right? You got to practice. You got to keep doing it. You just got to keep at it. Um, my daughter's a gymnast, both my sons are swimmers and if they don't go to practice, you know, they're going to fail. So, um, that's what I do now. I just, I sit down and I write, I don't have a goal. I don't write a thousand words a day or, you know, 2000 words a day or anything. Sometimes I'll sit down and write 10,000 words in a stretch and, and then I'll be like, I- I'm kind of spent and then I'll take a break and, uh, you know, let, let the story ruminate in my head a little bit and then I'll come back and write more. No, he'll take a break, pick up his phone and text me and say, Bishop, what'd you write today? And I'm like, damn it. Uh, that's all, that's called accountability, brother. I'm working on it, boss. I'm working on it. Shit, exactly. <laughs> but you need that. You need that. That's the greatest thing about technology nowadays yeah. is having that text communication and checking up. And it's, I'm always saying doing it about your mental health, but sometimes it's like, hey, you know, kick him in the butt and say, hey, Eric, what's up with the body man? Bro? Yeah. What are we doing about, you know, in marketing Yeah, and marketing? Who, who ah, I am the worst at marketing myself. I'm getting better. I've, I, I'm getting better. I'm focusing on a protector's podcast this season, mm-hmm. but you know, when it comes to publishing books, a lot of people don't understand that Eric is doing a lot of his own PR. Eric is the one that's in front of the camera. Eric is this Eric is that yeah. the agent is a piece of the puzzle. The publishing house is a piece of the puzzle, but the author it's the onus is on them to get their, the name of that book out there and to make these contacts and be a good guest. Sometimes you don't want to, sometimes I don't want to do podcasts. Sometimes I get a headache. Sometimes I'm just dehydrated. I just, I'm burnt out, but you know, it's all about, you have, 
you have accountability. You have to have accountability. And that's where you need someone like Jack in your life. Yeah. Like, Hey, yo, bro, what's up? Yep. I could yeah. fly. I flew across the world. What are you doing? Huh? <laughs> and I, I flew across the world and I wrote 10,000 words exactly. and uh, I ran a half marathon. I, I may have said that once or twice, <laughs> but, but well, that's, what's great. So in just, in having someone like Jack and, and other authors is the um, camaraderie you get in this, which you don't, you know, I can't speak to Jack's occupation, but um, you don't always see it. You know, I'm in the business world. I'm a financial guy, nine to five. Um, and there's definitely a support system there for sure. But the, the author, author community really is a special group of people who not only do they keep you accountable and say, Hey, are you staying on task? Um, they're encouraging you in other ways of, and how can I help you stay on task or how can I help you, you know, do, the amount of number one New York times bestsellers that I've had some in, it, minimal interactions with not like good friends, nothing like that, but interactions though. And they said, yeah, what do you need? Tell me what you need. And you're just like, you know, when your favorite author tells you, just tell me how I can help you, you know, get your, get your information out there, the book stuff out there. Um, it, it's humbling. It's humbling yeah. to know that these, and, and I think part of it though is, at least my take on this is there's very few authors you're going to meet that out of the gate, a became successful. And also that this is their first career, you know, Jack's flying, you know, F 18 Hornets. I can say that with certainty since I've seen them, um, I've seen them there on the flight line. Um, you know, he's flying fighter jets flying air, you know, and for an airline and, you know, the writing gig is his gig. He's trying to pursue now, but, he's had a full career before he's really dived in to try to tackle this next challenge. And that's what you find with a lot of authors. It's not their first career. It's something that, and I think that then leads to maturity. It leads to experience. It makes their writing better. And also then they see other people struggling along and they've also learned empathy over the course of their career. And they've said, man, I know how hard this was for me to get my foot in the door. You know, I want to help Jack Stewart get his foot in the door. And I know Jack's gotten tremendous amount of help from other authors yeah. that have reached out. And that's the beauty of this. Cause you hear stories like in Hollywood and stuff like that, where, you know, people are stabbing each other in the back and I've never seen an instance of that. And, you know, for in seven years of writing, I guess, or yeah, we're working on seven years now of writing, but four or five years of having a lot of interactions uh, through social media and at conferences with authors, I was in a spot with the body man, um, and this isn't a name drop thing, but I was in the spot and I had reached out at one point to Brad Taylor. And so I texted Brad Taylor and said, Hey, Brad, it's little old no name Eric Bishop here. I'm at this spot. I can't figure out what to do. You've lived this life before. What would I do? Cause I was racking my brain and I get this text back from Brad, very simple, but exactly what I needed. And I never would have, maybe would have thought about it, but probably not. But you know, in a minute, he gives me a response that was killing me for days of trying to figure this out. And, you know, you know, how cool is that to get a, a bestseller that's just willing to respond to your text and say, well, do this. And you're like, yeah, that's a great idea. So and I get to have my name on that. So but I did tell him thank you in the acknowledgments for that, that, that part, actually. But um, yeah, it's but the community is great. And the community is something that you just don't find, I think, very often. So, yeah, I mean, I. I, I got to jump on that because I completely agree. I mean, it was it was about a year ago when I finally said, this is what I'm going to pursue. And I set up my social media and everything. And uh, this is kind of embarrassing to admit. So, you know, Jeff, if you're watching, I apologize. But um, 
I got a, I got a message on my uh, Instagram, you know, DM and it was, Hey, you know, Jeff Wilson here, if you need any help, you know, let me know. And I, and I it was funny cause my wife was talking to people about, you know, uh, about self-publishing. And so I thought it was like one of her friends that was reaching out to me about self-publishing. And so I Googled Jeff Wilson and I'm like, Oh, this is actually an accomplished author, you know? So I, I messaged back and, and it, it's created, I'd say quite a good friendship. And then I met Brian through him, you know, uh, Brian Andrews. And I messaged him one day and said, Hey, would you take a look at this, uh, this pitch? I'm getting ready to pitch my book idea at, at uh, pitch fest. And he said, Hey, let's jump on a zoom real quick. So we got on zoom and he, he talked to me for like an hour. And not only that, but then he started offering ideas on how to make the book better. And I was like, Oh man, I never thought of that. that's a really good idea. But I mean, the support network, you know, I met Eric um, just through social media and, and we just, you know, connected and I was supporting him. He was supporting me. Uh, we're encouraging each other. And then when, when BoucherCon, you know, got canceled because of COVID this summer, Eric decided to come to New Orleans anyway. And I was like, Hey man, come out. I'll take you to the base. I'll get you in the F-18 simulator. And, and it was, it was like, we'd, we'd known each other forever too. I mean, it was really cool experience. And, you know, I'm hoping that, uh, that either New Orleans or an F-18 or, you know, my squadron makes it into a future book, just saying, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that was awesome. I mean, this community is incredible. Yeah. yeah. Andrews and Wilson, man, I've got to give a huge shout out to those guys. I'm friends with them and they, um, they're always there to help. Yeah. And they're always, I, sw- I think I got an intro today. It seems like every week they're like, Hey, you have to have this guy on this girl on and they're a good person. And it's like, sure, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, they helped me early on with the Body Man. Actually, uh, Brian in particular. I met Jeff through um, through Thriller Fest and through Brian. Um, but but same thing. I remember sitting there before I was pitching an earlier book at Thriller Fest, and you know we're sitting at the bar, uh, sitting there with Brian. Brian's like, "Okay, give me your pitch. Give me your pitch." Okay, no, no, no that's not going to work. No. And then that next day, right before the um, pitch fest actually took place, um, Jeff was there was a, a, a this was like a pre pitch fest they do. And Jeff was one of the authors that was there that was helping people. And so I walked over to Jeff and he's like, Hey, Eric, let's go through your pitch. And I was nervous as hell. And, you know, he calmed me down. He's like, no, let too many words minimize what you're saying. Let's keep this part, keep that. Um, And yeah, that's great. Two great guys Mm -hmm. and two people that have walked that path that started somewhere and have now achieved a level of success. And they want to see other authors is, you know, it's the, um, you know, the rising tide lifts all boats. That's what I wanted. I wanted to get to is people tend to think that it's got to be very competitive. Well, you're all writers. You're, you're all going for each other's book sales. It's like, no, you don't, you write a book and it takes you a year of your life. Someone's going to read that book maybe in a day and they're not going to read just the body man. You know, they're going to say, Hey, what's Jack Stewart got out? Hey, you know, whoever the author is, they're going to look. And, you know, most of the readers I come across, they put me to shame when it comes to reading. I don't read a, a fraction of what these people are, 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 are capable and love to read. Um, so yeah, there's no competition here. Um, no, and there's support. At, I have to, I, whenever we talk about that, about the competition in the book industry is so much different than movies and stuff. Movies would be like, okay, you have one movie to see and you're going to spend your 16, $15 to go see it yeah. with books. It's like, you read it. You want another book right away. You mm-hmm. have to be, keep reading. There is enough to go around, especially 
you know, within this community. And that's why a lot of people help. You mentioned Andrew and Wilson's. I mentioned Jack Carr. Jack mentioned someone else. And then that's also good sales for them. It's good publicity. If you're an asshole, everybody's going to know you're an asshole. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to be an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) But Eric and Eric and Jack, Jack, I really appreciate you coming on, man. You deserve your own protector show. I want to hear about Top Gun. We're going to have Jack on for his very own protector show very soon. Because I want to hear all about this jockey in the f-18s and getting behind the the uh the stick of a seven whatever 737 737 737 is what i fly now yeah hell yeah screw that f-18 and eric (laughs) the the body man comes out november 11th by the time everybody reads this and he sees it and hears this it already been out please go to amazon go where books are sold and buy this book i'm gonna buy a copy because one thing i've learned is i like to support authors and if there's a book, a person I like, and uh, they're not part of a huge main publishing company that's going to send me a billion arcs, I'm going to go out and I'm going to purchase their book. Same wow. thing I would do if Jack had a, a book out right now. I would purchase it and help each other out. Spread the word. Eric Bishop, mm-hmm. The Body Man, November 11th. It's out now. And thanks a lot, gentlemen. Thank you, Jason. Thanks, Jason. I appreciate it. Looking for a veteran-owned and operated business with a passion for informing, educating, and equipping everyone in all aspects of everyday trauma care so that they are by doers and not bystanders when bad thing happens? Look no further than Dark Angel Medical. Right now, they have an awesome deal, Black Friday deal. Use coupon code BF21 for 25% off. IFAX and all sorts of other great gear. Check out darkangelmedical.com.